thoughts, fast thoughts. I'm Adam Daniel Mazay. Welcome back again, my friends. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're transitioning to the warmer weather, and that you're contented and earning well, most importantly. Wherever you find yourself, on the planet, whether you're over there where you are, or here, at the center of the known universe, otherwise known as Toronto. That's how we're known in the rest of Canada, especially out west. Increasingly, in other parts of the world as well. You know, when you're a political person like I am, and when you have as much experience doing political things as I do for as long and as many years as I have been, it is very difficult to resist the urge to want to speak out against some of the things that you see happening in the main space. You want to add your spin, so to speak. You want to add your take on the matters. You want to have your say, your inputs. But I resist, as I say. I try to calm down a little bit because it's not where I'm at right now. I mean, it's where I'm at in my headspace, but it's not where I'm at right now. Neither professionally nor scholastically or otherwise. However, I will say this. It's interesting to see how many of my friends and colleagues on the regular, let's say it like the cool kids do, on the regular are sending me mainstream media articles about stuff. If you're watching this, my friends, and I know some of you do, save yourself the trouble that's not the sources where you're going to get good information. It's just not going to happen. Let's just put it this way. If I give you money and you depend on me for money, when I tell you to do something, you're going to do it. Otherwise, you're not going to get any money. You might do it once. You might do it on the silent. You might do it alone, but you're not going to get any more money from me. That's how the media works in Canada. FYI, in case anybody else knows. I know it's a lot of really sad news for a lot of people to discover that. It's like I wake up in the morning to like a slew of text messages from friends, friends of mine who send me news articles. I'm like, dude, like, I know how to use Google. You know, relax, take it easy, switch to decaf. Anyway, this month and for the next approximately seven weeks, we're going to get into a discussion, I think more positively and upliftingly about personal traits and characteristics. I think there's more of a value add for that kind of a discussion instead of the need, for example, to publicly brandish your inoculation vaccination status as if that's the business of other people, as if that's the business of the social platforms, your medical history is your business and your business alone. It's not the business of anybody else, and especially it's not for public consumption. Rather than talk about nonsense like that, let's just talk a little bit about 
ways to improve your personal traits, the continual need to think about your position on the earth and the things that you say and that you do and how you feel and how you treat others more importantly and the continual refinement of your characteristics and qualities the pondering the deep thinking about the things that you do right and that you do wrong and to celebrate the things that you do right and the things that in fact occasionally that you do do wrong to, to vow and to work hard not to replicate those mistakes. And over these next seven weeks, we will together talk about some of the ways to do that. Today, I want to introduce the notion of being charitable in victory. Being charitable in victory. In other words, in more colloquial language, I would call it not being a sore winner. Do not be a sore winner. It goes without saying, a fortiori, you don't want to be a sore loser. That's a kind of disgusting quality. And if you are a sore loser, you need to, like the cool kids say, you need to check that. So, being a charitable winner. You know, in a sort of Manichaean or a win-lose type scenario, you know, binary, jabu, black or white, binary in the true sense as in zero, one, on, off, not in the, for those of you watching. Um, so the notion is in a binary type of situation, somebody's going to get it and the other one's not. And what do you do when you get it? I mean, I think a lot about this profession. I think a lot about performing, entertainment, show business, so to speak, you know, when you get it, do you support your colleagues and friends and celebrate, or are you secretly harboring some poisonous, venomous schadenfreude, as it's called, or with a Tim Hortons accent, schadenfreude? Are you harboring some schadenfreude? Do you really feel inside that, for whatever reason, rightfully or wrongfully, that you deserve the opportunity and so rather than being very gracious and saying like you see in any kind of gladiatorial contest be it a football game or a baseball game or a hockey game the other players played better or if it's like a one-on-one -on -one thing if it's like a tennis match the other players played better are you you know obviously if you if you lose but if you're a winner will you actually acknowledge your opponent's great efforts Will you speak to their laudatory characteristics, their style of play, if it's sports, or whatever the case may be, uh, whatever they brought to the table in terms of aptitudes, skills, or whatever it was, talents. Not platitudinous things. You know, I mean, don't just pull things out of your butt. I mean, say things with some gravitas. Say things with some intent. Think about it a little bit before you say it. Be kind. Be humble in a way, too. Not only being charitable in victory is complimenting your opponent or whoever was the runner-up or whatever the case may be, but also to be humble, to really get down to it. Just be humble about what has happened, grateful and humble um, about what has occurred. 
it's not easy to do because your head gets so full, you know, especially again, back to show business and performing. It is such an ego-driven enterprise. And whether you're an artist of any kind, sculptor, painter, a writer, or if you're an actor, or other types of visual imagery, ego fuels the artist. It's what gets them doing more things in whatever area that they're doing them. It gets them doing more writing. It gets them doing more sculpture. It gets them doing more painting. It helps fuel the drive to want to act more. I see it, I've been doing this for years, and I've been seeing this all across the board, um, especially behind camera. You see it all the time. Is there a humility? It's disgusting when you see the opposite, and it's something that you have to work on um, because it's not something that'll help you achieve longevity and continuity. You can only, as my daddy likes to say, piss in the wind so many times until it hits you in the face. And you don't like to walk around smelling like urine, do you? Charitable in victory. You gotta work on this one. You gotta think about it and you have to be quiet, be calm. Okay, I'm, this is a vlog, we're talking, we're having a conversation, but the loudest man in the room or the loudest person in the room, whatever, if you're crazy like that, is the weakest link in the chain. And you have to know how to just be silent, collect yourself and do the business. Do the business and just do it with professionalism and don't do it in a self-aggrandizing sort of the way. Don't be pompous about it. It's tough in art because the victory in art is so it's not you can't it's not something you can share widely. It's usually a very limited distinct number of people, especially in show business where not everybody can do the one thing. It's usually one person or a handful of people that get a chance to get the role if it's like an acting thing or to be in the cast or even to be in the crew charitable in victory. Let's think about that one. Let's use that as our anchorage for the day um, until the next opportunity we talk about the next trait. I think that's something that's more edifying to talk about as opposed to jibber-jabbering about whatever nutness is going on right now in the space. Uh, it's so funny. Again, yet again, another issue which pits people against each other in one of those zero-sum contests. I just want to conclude by saying whatever you do to your body is your choice. You are sovereign of your own organism and you don't have to advertise diddly. And if you do, you have to ask yourself why you need to do that. Why do you need to do that? And that's all I'm going to say about that, because how can I describe it? You don't want me getting on the political squawk box. We just went through several weeks of that, and we all know what happened on that receiving end. Let's not do that. We need to talk about positive and uplifting things. We need to talk about things we can use constructively. We all need to do it, all of us, especially me. We all need to do it. Anyway, my friends... Like I said, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're 
having a good day. And I hope you're earning well. If you live in a sane jurisdiction like Texas or Florida, uh, or if you look, or if you live in an insane jurisdiction like the province of Quebec or Ontario, unfortunately, even places like Alberta, which once upon a time used to be a very free place, now, hmm. Anyway, my friends, be well. Take care of your good selves. I'll catch up with you with another thought very soon. And this has been yet again another public service announcement. My name is Adam Daniel Mazet, wishing you and yours many, many good things. Fast thoughts? Fast thoughts.